Hi there, and welcome to your GG replay for Wednesday, September 1st, 2021. We made it to September, and the games are going to start coming. Hosted by us, the Goodnight Groofs, wow. a place for games and a place for goofs. For those of you on the audio right now, I uh, showed off my mug, which said GG replay on Goodnight Groofs on each side. Not slick. for sale, but should be. It was slick. Also, just a reminder, <laughs> GG replay is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast where we break down the latest in gaming news i am paul and i am joined as always by matt how are you doing today it's good to have you back we had a great time with mike in your absence but uh it's always good to be back here with chief groove yeah uh, how are you doing how are you doing yeah mike thanks for filling in you guys did a really good job i, I enjoyed listening to both episodes some really it's good fun to be able to listen to the replay again yeah for, for once yeah yeah it was it was interesting not being on a show with the groups for the first time and yeah being able to just kind of be a fan so that was kind of fun i thought it was it was awesome because mike brings some different opinions that you know we we don't have and some you know, yeah. different different experience with games so it really added to the conversation i thought so i i yeah i mean i i enjoyed listening to it yeah i had a very similar experience this week because this is my first time not being on a groove show as well i was i've been on every replay except one actually that's not true i was on not on the one with josh there was one replay i missed but overall i missed game groups this week and that was yeah. the first time i missed that and i had a blast listening to that you guys had a great show i had a lot of fun uh just listening to it um, it was a really chill episode without my like manic energy uh, entering the the scene, and I thought it was really really good. I I, I had a blast listening to it. Yeah, it was a shorter one. We mm. uh, were a little time constraint. Uh, I saw. With uh, I saw you like. Did you save? Uh, I I didn't get to the very end, but I, I think you saved uh, Casher. What is it? Uh, Casher trash. Yeah, did we, you do that? We did Casher trash. Oh, you did do it. Okay, yeah, I just yeah, missed yeah. that part. Okay. Excellent. Darn, I was going to get in on that. Okay. <laughs> Too bad. Well, no, yeah, I, I actually, when, when we're going through it, I mentioned the ones that I thought you would have cashed. Perfect. Perfect. I appreciate it. Like, I can't uh, wait to get there. I bet you're right. The Artful Escape was one of them. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. But other than that, Paul, I'm, uh, I'm feeling a little under the weather. Yeah, but, it's fall. Um, I did. I just had a negative COVID test, so that's good. So it's not congratulations. That. So uh, we're gonna power through this, and mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna have a good show today. We are. We're gonna have a great time, and then we're gonna go nap or whatever. Because <laughs> so you've had a long few days. You've been driving. You've been doing all kinds of stuff. So a lot yeah, of driving a lot of time driving. to do a break. All right, but before then, we gotta push through and have a great show. So just a reminder before we get any further into the show that if you come across any necessary corrections in today's episode, please email us at ggreplayshow at gmail.com or head down to the YouTube comments below and leave us a comment. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, so far, we have been proven 100%. Uh, although I will say, uh, Mike gave me a correction last uh, on Monday, actually. So not an audience correction. But he did correct me on the fact that I said you would be here on Monday and you were not. So. I was not. I was not. <laughs> we, did no. get, we did get a correction. All right. Now, Matt, Matt, before you're back, we welcome you. And you know what else is, is welcoming you? The reviews, because they are in. And we have some interesting games to talk about. Um, you know, some, some interesting ones. Indies uh, a lot. Yeah. Now, first off, we start with Tormented Souls. This is a survival horror game. Very classic. Got a 73 on Open Critic. Very, very respectable score. You're going to see that as a kind of a trend this uh, on this episode. Uh, and it is out now. Uh, now, Matt, you have some early impressions of this game. Uh, do you want to, you can go ahead and share those. 
Yeah, obviously I haven't played the game, but mm -hmm. I watched a trailer and yep. I, I, I'm having a hard time understanding how it managed to get a 73. It <laughs> looks really, really rough. The voice acting in the in the trailer was some of the worst I've seen in in the in video games as of late. Uh, it just did not look good, Paul, at all. So my take on this, I watched some reviews of it, um, and my take from looking at it is kind of similar to what I thought about No More Heroes three on Friday with with Mike. I was mentioning it feels like a classic Silent Hill game. It feels like Silent Hill 2 or Silent Hill 3, like the remasters that I played. Now, it looks better, obviously, um, in terms of the graphic graphical Barely. fidelity. Um, I think the fidelity is good, but like the the way they've designed it is very, very much classic. Uh, you know, you walk, you, the, the sticks change directions as you enter rooms, that kind of thing. Um, ultimately, yeah, it looks just like my experience playing the remastered Silent Hill games. Um you know, for like Xbox 360 and that kind of thing. Um, I think for people who, the, the, a lot of the complaints are that the puzzles are way too consuming and like tedious and some of that stuff, um, which to me, that is Silent Hill. So, I mean, anyone who's looking to play uh, those games, uh, you know, this is a classic experience. And I think it's the same thing with the No More Heroes 3 thing, right? Anyone who is willing to play that same game, but now and just more of it, uh, cool. They did not reinvent the wheel with that game and they didn't reinvent the wheel with this game. This is another classic survival horror game. So if you just want more of that and don't need them to iterate or, or innovate, here you go. <laughs> sure. Go for it. That's, I think that's where the score came from, right? I think it's like, it's like, oh, you know, I loved those games and, uh, you know, just more of that is fine. I'm okay with playing nothing new, invent, reinventing the wheel kind of thing. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, moving on to something, uh, so I mentioned this uh, this, uh, this game uh, when it first showed the Xbox Indie uh, event, and I thought this looked really, really cool. This is a game is the Big Con. It's a, a narrative uh, story game. Got a 72 on Open Critic. Pretty respectable. Again, score. It's out today. Um, now, I think, now I mentioned this, and, and I mentioned it to you, and you had not seen the Xbox event, and right. from when me, me describing it to you, you said, this look, this sounds really cool. Right, right. <laughs> and then I saw your comment, and do you want to say, read the comment that you wrote? Yeah, I just wrote that the trailer annoyed me. Uh, <laughs> the Look, I am all about, like, 90s nostalgia stuff, but, like, the yeah. song in this trailer, the way it was edited, just annoyed the shit out of me. And I also don't quite understand what the gameplay is there isn't a lot there i don't know yeah, am, am yeah, i wrong so, it just seems like there's not a whole lot going on yeah so i saw some stuff again watch some reviews um i i didn't actually even see that trailer because that wasn't the trailer that they showed at the xbox event and seeing that full trailer for the game it, it did it was goofy that song was pretty bad it didn't really seem to fit everything the the graph like the like the visuals of that video were cool um like the kind of like the very 90s nostalgia stuff but it looked like a rugrats interstitial yeah. um but yeah the song didn't uh, wow me um but i will say um it looks a lot like you know i wrote doug meets rocket power which is pretty cool this the story seems interesting you know you're like this 17 year old girl and you're, you're with your friend and you're it's like a male and female pairing but it doesn't seem like they they're romantic which is cool they're just going on an adventure and they have to like save the mom from uh issues with money and things like that so you're going around pickpocketing people and it seems cool it seems to be pretty linear you know they put you in a space like you're saying matt with gameplay i think they kind of put you in a space intentionally to to you know pick some pockets and do some things but the gameplay is kind of secondary to the story and the interacting with other little characters um this game is a game i personally think would have uh, benefited a lot from some cheesy hilarious 90s voice acting 
Um, I think there's a big miss out that it's pretty much non-voiced and uh, and all text. I, I think that would have added a little something to me or even kind of like funny little voices like, I don't know, something would have been kind of fun and it looks kind of silent from what I saw in the reviews. So I don't know, I, I might play it. I'll probably play it at some point. Um, I like the general story, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know if the, the, the aesthetic is super cool, but I don't know if that can carry the game enough. Um, when it doesn't seem like there's a lot of game going on. When I was watching the trailer, the first thing that popped in my mind was like, this looks like an easy ass platinum trophy, but it's not on PlayStation. Oh, oh there you go. So I guess not. There you go. Is it only on Steam? It's no, on it's on PC Xbox, Xbox, of course, because it's on. It was at the Xbox event. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you didn't write. Uh, we didn't. We didn't review it, but honorable shout out. Um, because it didn't get more than six reviews. Um, but honorable shout out to the game Lake that came out today as if, well if on it, Xbox if, and PC. If it gets one another away. review. One away. So we can talk about it later, but I just want to say that looks hilarious. Like it looks like a weird, very cozy game working as a postal office, a postal worker in like, <laughs> like Portland. Very, it looks, it looks fun. So very anyway, if that gets one game. more, it is a very specific game for me specifically. It feels like life is strange, but you're a postal worker and there's no time travel. You just, you just walk um <laughs> run from right. a few dogs maybe run from a few dogs you know we've we've all done that in our day neither rain nor sleet nor nah, nah, nah. if it's a bad day you're not going out um all right <laughs> and one last game for the reviews coming in rustler uh great name i think um that is kind of like an action uh isometric game that got a 60 on open critic it is also out now uh, this is something that was totally off of my radar, um, but you wrote it down here, and yeah, it looks interesting. Uh, yeah, you wrote it. Uh, sorry to take here, but you wrote medieval GTA one and two, like yeah. the like those like those. And to me, it looks more like like a like a Western thing, right? Like it looks more like a. Am I crazy? I thought it had more like a. Um, no, it's medieval. Like eighteen hundreds America Western thing. It's medieval. I'm almost hundred percent sure. Okay. Let's see here. Wasn't, wasn't yeah. You can you can check into that. Yeah, one of my favorite. I saw a review that was titled uh, "Grand Theft Horse." <laughs> it's pretty lazy, <laughs> but also yeah. Yeah, yeah this sure. Is, this is a medieval. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looks fine. Looks like it's not the kind of game I would play. Um, I just yeah. What's funny is like even the character like on the like their cover character on the art looks mm -hmm. like the character from Bully. So like. It's, yeah, it looks it like they're really going for an old school rock star thing here. I don't know how that works in a medieval setting necessarily. Mm. Maybe apparently not according to the reviews, but I yeah. I don't know. I I appreciate the original GTA games, you know, GTA 1 and 2 for what sure. they were. I I played the first one. I don't think I ever played GTA 2. And actually it's it's funny when I was uh so when I was a kid renting a game from, from Blockbuster, I really wanted GTA 3. Maybe I played GTA 2. I really wanted to rent GTA 3. Yeah. And for whatever reason, either my, my parents didn't let me or they were out or something. So instead I got GTA 2 thinking it would pretty much be the same game. They're not at all, obviously. That was, that was one of the biggest jumps in, in, uh, in games there for a while. Yeah, yeah. so I, I get the game going, and I'm like, what the heck? This isn't GTA. What is, what's going on here? So, so funny. I mean, you can steal a car, but it's very different. Yeah, so you know me. Top-down games usually aren't, mm -hmm. aren't my thing, and that's always been the case, apparently. And mm -hmm. this just looks like it's... Watching gameplay just looks like something's missing. Yeah, it just it looks I'm, like there's like it needed more development. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I have a feeling this this kind of plays into my like with top down games. I really like extremely fluid um, action or turn based action, and I don't really like that middle ground where it's kind of like janky action that feels like it probably should be turn based, but right. it's not, you know what I mean. Like it's right. like you have like circle targets and stuff, but your real time doesn't right, do it for right, me. Right. So that just like totally disqualifies that for me. Let's move right into the big stories of the day. First things first, we're coming at it. Um, one of you know the greatest, I'd, I'd say the greatest comeback story in video games, No Man's Sky. And here we are with another free DLC, No Man's Sky Frontiers, and they are not finished yet. I saw a funny comment that was like, the world was like, uh, Sean Murray, you've done it. You've reclaimed the game. You can finally rest. And then he's like, nope, I've got more to do. Um, so we finally have settlements. Uh, these settlements look totally bomb. And of course, this is a normal update. So it has everything. It's like new season stuff. Um, and some some graphical updates and you know the normal stuff you'd expect but in addition we have settlements so this looks totally cool um we have like random npcs filling out the settlements which is one of the biggest things because the game still feels a bit lonely you can go to a space station but obviously when you're on the planet you can build these these great spaces but you can't really fill them with anyone so that's pretty cool it's just great to see more free dlc from these guys and also space politics they mentioned this is a tiny afterthought but they have a thing where they have different npc uh, aliens i think it's npcs and it says like it's something about negotiating settlements, negotiating uh, treaties with settlements. And I thought that seemed really cool. I love that idea of being able to kind of work with maybe separate settlements. Maybe the other settlements are like NPC settlements. Matt, I know you're not a crazy No Man's Sky guy on, on, the, on your when we tried it out. Um, but what do you think of settlements and frontiers? Well, it's funny. You mentioned space politics. And I feel like it's easy to say that, but to actually I implement know. interesting space yeah. politics, we'll have to see. I know. Settlements, I, honestly, I watched the trailer. It looks really cool. I still think that this game is just not for me. I still feel yeah. like it it plays like it's all janky. The one at least when we played, I don't know if it's changed. The inventory system was the worst in any game I've ever the played. The UI is the UI is a bit janky. The maps, people in the inventory, a lot of people still say that's an issue. Yeah. My biggest question is how are they still funding this? Like these are all free updates. Where's the yeah. money coming to for I the think development costs? So I think like this is a great thing to do for people who, who are early adopters, right? This that's where it becomes like them being good guy hello games, right? But mm -hmm. I think there were a ton of people who didn't early adopt or were waiting to see how the reviews went and it was trash. And so there's still people buying the game, I think. There's still plenty of people buying this game. And the more it goes on sale, the more and more people like me who might have tried it on Game Pass or might have tried it some other time or might have always been wondering about it, might just like pay the 30 bucks, pick it up. Yeah, and, it's just weird. You you usually don't see because this game's five years old now. You usually don't mm -hmm. see a continuing, like continuing development on a game like this that doesn't include either yeah. paid DLC or like paid in-game items. Like this there's is not even so paid. There's rare. not even paid in-game currency. Yeah, there's no way to make money on this game besides uh, buying the game. I actually, is... I can't even think of an of an example of a game, Same. aside from No Man's Sky, that that has continued development for five years. And with no games as a service. Yeah, I, I can't yeah. I can't think of an example. If you can, please leave it in the comments. Yeah, please. Because I, I was thinking like, I don't know, the first thing, first couple games that came to my mind were like, okay, Guild Wars 2, but obviously they have expansions. the in-game store and expansions. You have uh, The Division, like obviously they have in-game stuff. And yeah. the development cycle was shorter, and then they had The, the Division 2. Yeah, even or, if you look back at old games, right? They had expansions, and usually sequels came out way quicker too. Yeah, so I guess... A huge respect for that. I mean, I that, love it's it. amazing that they're that they're doing this and that they're finding a way to do it. It's kind of weird because 
the accounting department at Hello Games is got to be fantastic. They're managing money say, super yeah. well. I was going to say it's a pretty small team. I think it always was, and I never, th- I don't think it ever became super massive. I think that was kind of part of the issue, right? The team was always kind of small, and so it didn't launch with everything they were supposed to because they had all this pressure from Sony and from other people to kind of publish and get it out. Um, but they've been able to kind of, I think probably, and this is just speculation, but I think because the team's so small, they could kind of slowly put out updates and make it the game that it was supposed to be. It just took them five years, right? Because, you know, they had such a small team. So they probably were able to keep paying themselves with the amount that they made probably on the initial excitement. And then now it's hopefully getting them more money later. But um, one last question, just because I wrote it down, I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, will No Man's Sky become Star Citizen before Star Citizen even launches? I saw people <laughs> mentioning this, and I thought, that's so funny. They're so close. I feel like you add MMO aspects, you add a little bit more uh, multiplayer. Now, I, not a little bit, I mean a lot more. But I'm just saying, we're getting to a point where they're adding a lot of the stuff that they mentioned in Star Citizen. I mean, I feel like you're 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 someone who thinks Star Citizen isn't going to launch, right? So, I mean... Uh, I don't... I go back and forth on this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to sound like a Star Citizen shill, but I do mm-hmm. think it's become a meme to the point where mm-hmm. people don't actually even realize that the Star, like, there is a game to Star Citizen. Like, you can yes. you can buy it right now and and jump in and play a game, play something. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. I don't think it could be one of those cases where it Star Citizen never like actually has an official release. But they are still developing things. It's mm-hmm. just the the development creep, the feature creep got so bad that yeah. I think that's why, you know, they kept promising these things. So people are assuming like, okay, well, that's coming soon. It's like, no, maybe this is just a game that's like in it for the long haul. Like, yeah. this is going to be like the plan is to develop this game for the next 30 years. I don't know. But, what's, but the thing is, can No Man's Sky and Hello Games catch up before then? I don't know. I, I think know, that's a very valid interesting. They're different games. And I get that. But I'm just wondering. They keep everyone keeps saying, you know, you would say No Man's Sky now is an extremely different game than No Man's Sky two years ago, yeah. three years ago, four years ago, five years. They, they've they really are changing the game with all these updates, mounts and pets and, and settlements and 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 mech suits and space and, and actual story um you know they've really added they just keep piecemeal adding stuff on so it makes you wonder if they can piecemeal add on even more and multiplayer they added multiplayer piecemeal so it uh, makes you wonder it's it's interesting if they wanted to i wonder how that would go maybe that's the maybe that's the secret dream i don't know maybe um it's interesting to look at but it's i don't know but star citizen is uh the most funded video game of all time Uh, it sure is uh but with with no man's sky i if they can make multiplayer a little bit more accessible and less janky in how it works then i'd be more willing to jump in again but it's i remember the first time i played with with you and our buddy spencer we had real difficulty even just like making it work properly we did have trouble finding each other and making doing because it it worked fine when we knew what to do but it was just knowing like it worked but it was just unintuitive and which button you're supposed to press it was kind of like what you know it's like what how am i supposed to join a game whose game are we supposed to join right confusing maybe they fixed that that was about a year ago i'm not sure if that's something that they've worked on um, but yeah, we'll keep an eye on that because I, I think you should try you know what's going on. I tried to play recently. My only downside was that my uh, launch Xbox One uh, chugs pretty hard at this point oh, on really? No Man's Sky because of all the procedural generation and everything. Yeah, it's oh, it's wow. pretty rough. Um, I think that'll be something that I'll enjoy more in next gen. But I, I think I could really sink some hours into that game. I, I have a great time playing No Man's Sky. I wonder if part of that uh, is because it was optimized for PS4. That's very possible. Very, very possible. I should maybe try playing it on there. 
All right, moving on to something uh, I'm I'm pretty excited for still. Um, I, I'm not sure if Mike is still excited. That was our Mike is excited for this game, um, which is Marvel's Midnight Sun. So we got an official gameplay reveal trailer, uh, I believe, uh, yesterday, today. And uh, it looks interesting. Um, now, we did hear um, Firaxis and it say this is not going to play just like XCOM. We already knew that. They have said that. Um, but it does look pretty different. Um, I think a lot of people took that to mean that the game was going to play maybe an evolved form. Maybe we'd see something more like Divinity or something. Some people were, were kind of saying that. Um, we didn't really get that. Instead, we got turn-based, but we also got a card system similar to stuff like maybe like, no, I'm not saying definitely, but things like, you know, Thronebreaker, The Witcher, or uh, that, that game we recently saw, Black Book or something, the one with yeah, the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, maybe something like that or a mobile game that uses card systems. It's interesting. Now, 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 notably, the cards aren't in every aspect of the game, it seems. It seems it's like a skill-based system and they're earned from doing things like interacting with other characters out of combat. It's hard to get a, a full grasp, grasp on what they do, um, but it is interesting. Uh, I think there is some, you know, mixed reception on this. Matt, how do you feel about uh, this? This obviously wasn't something you were going into. Super Psyched is not a huge Marvel fan and not a huge, you know, turn-based game fan. But I feel like, you know, there's some interest there. I personally like a card system more than tactical stuff. But I don't understand. I just don't understand why they wouldn't just essentially make Marvel XCOM. Yeah. I I, I don't understand why take this risk. I, I when I was watching the gameplay trailer, it's like got just as many dislikes as it has likes. Well, yeah. I, I just don't understand why they would go a different route when they when you know XCOM works. And you know XCOM, like people would just want another XCOM game and another right. XCOM gameplay. Game. It doesn't matter, like the story, whatever. Like the setting is cool, but people would people love Marvel and people love XCOM, and there's a huge mix of people there. And I think they would just buy a reskinned XCOM game basically for Marvel. Exactly. So it's interesting that they didn't do that. Um, it seems like a missed, like once again, it seems like kind of a missed opportunity, but not for the way we saw with like Crystal Dynamics Marvel game or other ones where they kind of did a missed opportunity and that they didn't do enough to make it interesting. Um, it feels like they did maybe too much to make it too different. And that <laughs> might be what's going to turn people off. I, for one, like it. I've been wanting to dip my toes uh, into this kind of like card-based turn-based gameplay uh the game still looks awesome in the gameplay we saw not just the action combat but also or sorry like the turn-based combat but also we saw a lot of character development uh stuff about like building your team interacting different characters they mentioned you can go for a walk in the forest with tony stark or you can do some magic with doctor strange and it's like okay yeah like that sounds goofy in a trailer but i actually do want to do that stuff um and it seems really really cool so and it seems like based on the interactions you're going to have with your team um, that's going to affect combat and different skills and team ups you have so i mean this seems as a marvel fan like something i'm very interested in especially someone who probably could stand a little bit of turn base just because i don't know i think superhero marvel games unless you go like a full you know spider-man ps4 route full open world action thing i think those games can get a little out of hand in terms of power creep and and difficulty and i think it's kind of cool to do it turn-based so i'm psyched Still, I think the cards look fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of card systems. That it's it's been a popular genre lately, and yeah. and you see other games that are tactical like this, like card adjacent that are adding actual card aspects to their games. Have you, yeah. Paul? Have you uh have you heard of Slay the Spire? 
I have heard of it and I've been told to play it, but I yeah. actually don't a hundred percent know what it is. <laughs> it's a it's a card. Like you told me to play it. Yeah. So I I do think it's something you'd be really interested. In. I think it's. I should mobile. I should play it though. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna play it then. You've you've sold me already. I've been playing so much, uh, so many roguelikes recently that I I should just get into it or roguelites rather. All right. Well, anyway, I'm pretty psyched. Uh, I'm not an XCOM player, though. Neither is Matt. So I think that's probably why we're like, oh, this looks fine still. But I think clearly by the like to dislike ratio, it's too bad um, that it's not going to capture some of those XCOM people. But we'll have to see. It's early days. So we have more to see. And I think on September 7th, there's going to be more reveals where they talk about Wolverine and some other stuff, too. So stuff to check out, which I know will get your your blood pumping, Matt, as as an X-Man fan. (laughs) I do love X-Men. Not XCOM, but I love X-Men. Not XCOM, but X-Men. All right. So moving right along to some of the stuff we talked about on Monday, we mentioned that there's going to be a lot of reveals for games yesterday, and there were. So right off the bat, we got some Dead Space early um, reveal stuff. Now, this was pretty interesting because uh, Mike and I both kind of assumed we weren't really going to see any gameplay. And I don't think we did see gameplay, but I really didn't expect to see any even in-engine footage. I imagined a lot of, um, like... uh, concept art all of the kind of stuff we saw for starfield uh early, recently when we had early reveals so this was kind of interesting um we first off uh just saw the graphics they look unreal it was so cool to see them layer the graphics yeah that was cool and the ray tracing was really really cool with the smoke which obviously is really cool to put in there along the ground and everything else really really captured that alien vibe uh, like like alien the ridley scott movie where you have kind of the smoke and the flickering lights and you don't know what's going to come from any side um which is pretty pretty cool in addition we got some interesting thoughts first off um we saw the developers mentioned that they had an emphasis on not wanting to break immersion and we saw a lot about that talking about how they didn't want to have loading screens they didn't want to have anything that's going to slow you down and stop you from being able to walk the whole ship because they don't want that break in the suspense that you get from a horror game, which I think is really, really cool because I agree that breaks the suspense majorly. It's cool to constantly feel like, you know, you're not going to get a break. This game is going to keep going and, and the fear is there. Um, but also kind of controversial. Um, we saw Gunner Wright uh, will be providing the voice for Isaac again, despite not being voiced in the original game. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of, so that was kind of interesting. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, you know, some people like silent protagonists, some people like voice protagonists. I know a lot of people um, who are Dead Space fans love Gunner Wright as Isaac Clark. Um, and I don't think, you know, that's a big problem, but it is interesting to see them go backwards and put that uh, in a game that previously didn't have a voice. Now they did say it wasn't going to be a lot, like he would have just a few, you know, some scenes where he talked to maybe someone or once in a while say some commentary when it was appropriate. It didn't sound like it was going to be, uh, we'll talk about that later with Far Cry, but it didn't sound like it was going to be like they're going to comment on every freaking thing they see. Like, oh, look, I picked up a flashlight. Oh, look, I picked up that and like make a sarcastic right. remark. Doesn't seem like we're going to get that, which is good. Um, but Matt, what did you think of the Dead Space early reveal? It was interesting because I think the biggest thing we got out of it was that, yeah, this this truly is like a one-for-one remake Mm -hmm. of the original which is had always sort of been like a question like we at first it was is it a reboot well no then we learned it was a remake but then we're like okay well like what do you mean by remake exactly no it is like a one-for-one remake with maybe i know there was talk of like adding cut content and stuff like that but this is really this is going to just be like a modern version of dead space this feels like halo anniversary or something like that right where they just like almost almost where they just like go over the entire thing and and reskin um, which is pretty crazy. Now, I, I don't know if you saw Matt, but they had an interesting thing that we got, got a lot of uh, got a lot of uh, pushback online, where they showed 
uh, an image from the original Dead Space, and then below they showed the remastered, like the remade image. Um, and the old one looked like trash. <laughs> and we saw, I saw a lot of people online. I have yet to confirm. A lot of people online said it doesn't look that bad. They purposely like put it on low graphics to show mm. that off. Now, I don't have like any sort of confirmation, but I saw a lot of people saying I still play Dead Space all the time. And I can tell you that if you play it on a modern PC or you play it on an Xbox Series X, it doesn't look like that. Yeah, I, no, that's a good point. I, I don't, I don't know because I think when you see it, you go, oh, "Okay, maybe that was how bad Xbox 360 looked." But there's a lot of people who are like, "I actually still play this," and I can tell you, you're not remembering wrong. It did look better. Yeah, I was watching someone stream Dead Space a few months ago on Twitch, and it, and I, I specifically said in chat, "I can't believe how well this game holds up. It looks yeah. so good." And so, yeah, I, I do. That is weird if they actually did that to like emphasize yeah. the difference when it's not yeah. actually the true difference. But like, just trust your your product. I mean, it's still gonna look yeah. better. It's twenty. Like no, it looks so good. Yeah, I noticed at one point in the walkthrough, which is funny. There, um, I don't. I think it was one of the persons, the people interviewing. She said, "Oh, the smoke, the lighting looks so good." And she's like, "But that makes sense. Like that's what we expect from a from a twenty twenty one next gen release." And I was like, "Yeah." Like I just like it was like a little bit like, "Oh, this looks good," but like it also looks like it should look like this. This is what it should look like. Like I'm not gonna give you like a huge pat on the back. This is just what it should look like at this point. I find um, it weird that this game had like an hour long development stream showing off like graphical stuff. I something about that's just weird. Like this is, yeah. I don't know. Like, what else do they have to show? It's the same game. Exactly. It's all just but graphics. like, I don't know why we're showing anything right now. If you don't really have anything substantial to show, that's just that just seems like a weird move to me. Yeah. For like a triple A game, I don't know. It was it was strange. I have weird weirdly bad vibes about this i don't yeah. know if like there's any good reason for that but i i just have weirdly bad vibes about this but at the same time all you have to do is remake dead space one with new graphics and people are gonna like it because they love yeah. dead space one so mm -hmm. it's hard gonna be hard to mess it up one interesting point that i noticed and it was something that i thought too when i first heard about the remake and started seeing some stuff was was are we gonna? Is it still gonna look as scary with the dark? And I noticed that it seemed to capture that pretty well in this reveal. Now I don't know if you remember, like Halo. If you ever played Halo One Anniversary, they reskinned it. Uh, did you play that or no? I didn't play the story stuff. Okay, so they reskinned the whole game, um, but you can press a button and immediately go back between the two different graphics, the original graphics and the new graphics. Yeah, like exactly where you are. That was a really cool feature, but it actually highlighted a lot how when they at, when they updated the graphics and made them more detailed and, and used all this cool lighting, it actually made it a lot less frightening. Um, mm. Stuff like the flood level, where you're first when you first meet the flood, which is, is this terrifying sequence, is you're in these bright halls where you can see everything, and they just look like they're floating around. They're just nothing. You can see everything everywhere. There's no fear to it. There's no ambiance. Um, in any of the hallways, spaceship interiors. Now, obviously, totally different developer, totally different thing. But we do see like an emphasis on ray trace graphics and the and the and the lighting, um, because lighting is one of the big ways you can differentiate graphics in 2021. And I think they did a good job in this video, um, showing off. Um, they had a little light in the corner, and one of the things like a fluorescent kind of light, and it was like flickering, and at points in the flicker, it was very dark. Right. And I think that's key. I think. Um, making use of the lighting so we can see beautiful spaces, but also just as quickly we can turn those off or, or take them away um, is pretty cool. But I, I, it's always my worry now after that Halo thing that I'm a little worried that light, more lighting or improved graphics might actually take away from some of the 
things where you couldn't make out how scary something was maybe because of yeah. limitations i think it's fine if it's if the game is being made for you know if it's like a new game but if you're trying to remake something where like they had to work around certain things to to create tricks like that back in the yeah. day then yeah now yeah. when you're trying to translate that to 2021 21 visuals uh yeah you're gonna find that it's not gonna translate perfectly i think a big part of that is like emphasis on what you care about like in halo they don't really it's not a survival horror game that's not their goal so ultimately um you know they'd rather have the graphics in 99 percent of the game be really cool and bright and fun and, and like and visually amazing um versus a couple scary scenes being scary because it's not about being scared that's not the whole point of halo um, whereas in Dead Space, that is the entire point. So I think with that emphasis, they'll probably do a better job and, and make sure that that's clear, I think. I will say, you're right. Halo is not a survival horror game, but some of my <laughs> favorite parts of Halo are the parts that are supposed to be scary. Same. And that, that's, that's, that's kind of the thing. So like for me, I found that was my emphasis. That's what I remember liking about Halo. But I guess it's not really their main goal, I guess. So, But I think in the story, it really kind of is. And so I, I missed out on that a lot. Um, I had a friend and I, we were playing through and we we're like, wow, these environments are so great. And when we got to that point, we were like, oh, this was like the thing we were most excited for playing in the game. And it wasn't scary at all. It's kind of weird. You know, Paul, and, I, I, I'm suddenly coming to a realization. We talk about all the time how I don't like space sci-fi. I think I do kind of like space horror, though. Yeah, yeah. I do kind of like space you horror. You liked it in Halo? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, I, yeah, and so I'm interested in this dead space game. And I... I've been open to playing uh, uh, Alien, uh, Alien Isolation. Isolation. <laughs> haven't played it, but I've been open to it, no. so that's at least the step. Have you tried uh, Prey? You know what? Funny that you mentioned that. That's been on my list for a really long time, and I've been wanting to play it. You I should just... move it up. You should move it up. We're talking about space sci-fi. You should move I should. it up. I've been meaning to do it, too. It's also, I, I almost 100% positive it is on Game Pass, too, which is kind of cool. I think it's on, on console, at least. See, Not that's PC. the reason why. Yeah. 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 I wanted to but, play. Uh, it. it I feel like it's probably it probably goes on good sales though. I feel like it does. It it's just never been too. quite low enough for me to yeah. purchase. It. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just gonna have to get a Series X, Matt. Just gonna have to. No, you know what? Join join me. Get a Series S just for Game Pass, and uh, and you'll be good. All right. Uh, moving right along, talking about Far Cry Six. So we also got Far Cry Six gameplay yesterday. We're getting everything yesterday, um, and this was interesting. Um, I watched through a good chunk of it. I will say I skimmed through most of it because I didn't want to get too many story spoilers. So I mostly watched some of just the environments and the open world gameplay. To me, the environments looked crazy. Like I, I I'm a hundred, I'm not I, I didn't I wasn't sure. I watched a couple different videos and I wasn't sure what who was running what because I think a lot of people were making points of like I'm running on an Xbox Series X. I'm running on a PC. Um I wasn't a hundred percent sure of who uh, was doing what or what system was doing what, but um it looked unbelievable. It looked um I wouldn't say like real like completely real. It wasn't like uncanny valley, but it was the lighting and some of the the detail was unlike anything I've almost ever seen in a working game. That's really interesting um, that you say that because I thought that it looked disappointing from a so, graphical standpoint. Interesting. So is that in the in the environments? Yes. Um, okay. Specifically, in part of the developer video that I saw, they were um, like crouching and hiding around. I guess they were cacti, and they looked like two D. Like, it was really bad. Okay. And I was like, this is weirdly unimpressive uh, visually. I will say that the things I liked were not the detailed work, but more the 
expansive view like you would get the vistas if you gotcha. stood if you stood there and you saw the jungle landscaped right. around you or the beach when you wake up on the beach there oh my god like it looks like a real beach it looks like a real right. jungle but getting up closer under scrutiny when they went you know under tunnels and into certain building interiors did not look as good to me um in fact i wrote i felt like the gameplay and the way the game looked and kind of moved felt a lot like golden eye to me i know that's like a, a big I, obviously there's <laughs> a lot of iterations i'm sure things look better you know i mean obviously there's a lot of things similar to that and they've, they've worked out the way up but it looked extremely stiff now i don't know if this is really? like a far cry okay. quirk but i I thought the movement, the gunplay looked very like up, down, left, right, very kind of stiff. And I thought that like when you see the blood splatter from getting shot at or you shoot, it felt very much like the stiff movements of Goldeneye. Mm -hmm. um, I actually liked that. I thought it looked kind of fun. I thought it looked kind of like easy to, to move and, and maneuver. And I kind of liked that against like the very detailed, I thought very detailed environments that you would see to see kind of like a simpler gunplay. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know. What did you What did you think? Did you have any Did you have any major view of the gunplay, or did that more just kind of look like normal Far Cry? Gunplay it just yeah, it just looks like Far okay. Cry, which is what I love. So I'm yeah. I'm totally down for it. I I love the Far Cry game, so I'm I'm excited yeah. for it. The the gameplay what, is yeah. is I'm not expecting it to be revolutionary. I know this. No. I know it's yeah. not going to be. But I am interested for Giancarlo Esposito and a potentially more interesting story. You know during this set during this revolution and um voice protagonist i was gonna say so matt what do you think of the voice protagonist we heard a lot from her in the gameplay a lot um what do you, what do you think i i thought she was great um i liked the character i'm interested in being a revolutionary uh it looks pretty cool and also, uh, the I guess the only thing I would say as a downside is, like a lot of people say, she talks a lot. She does that kind of thing we don't love, uh, or I don't love a lot, where every item she sees, she has to make like a sarcastic remark about, or she just starts like kind of mumbling to herself about stuff constantly while right. moving around. Um, I don't know if that's kind of for the gameplay trailer, but I doubt it. I think that's just part of the game. What are your feelings on the voice protagonist? It's fine. I, I don't really mind it. Those things don't really bug me in games. I mean... I love The Witcher 3, and Geralt does a ton of that kind of stuff, like yeah, yeah, yeah. winds howling, <laughs> medallion yeah. something. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, place I mean, of he's... power, gotta be. That's a good point, though, because I actually agree. I like that in The Witcher 3. I like Geralt's commentary, but also... And maybe it's because I like that... Maybe it's just true to life that I like that character more. Maybe once I get to know this character more, I'll care more about their commentary. Yeah, I don't know. Um, one thing that I am interested about is we haven't seen like the male version of the protagonist yet. So I, I wonder if. So are we getting a? Is it? A, can you pick a male or a female protagonist? I thought can. it was just a female yeah. set protagonist. Yeah, okay. you are going to be able to pick. So I have to assume the female must just be like the canon one that they're going with, I, sort I of like uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where mm -hmm. um, Cassandra was canon, and I personally felt like she playing as her. I won't. I don't want to get into spoilers, but playing as her definitely felt like the correct choice in that game. I wonder if they'll do it more like a, a traditional um, thing though, where it's the same, it's the same character either way. You just change the, the gender. Maybe. Uh, I, yeah, I assume that's why the character's name is Danny. So it's on like, on like Assassin's Creed, where you actually play different characters in Odyssey, depending on uh, the gender, right? Well, the, yeah, the thing that they do sort of in Assassin's Creed though, is um, I forget the name that they call you, but instead of like calling yeah. you by your like actual name, they, you have a nickname mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. you know it can go either way then yeah but i mean story-wise like your backstory is different if you pick the male protagonist right aren't you like a different 
because that character exists um, in the female story too, sort of. Or is that spoilers? We don't have to get into it. N- it is, but not really, because they are related, and yeah. so because of okay. Assassin's Creed and the whole DNA thing, you're like the future character can like go into the DNA of sure. other family members, regardless yeah. of, of gender or whatever. So sure. it didn't really change anything. No. Fair enough. It was just better voice right. acting and, and felt better when Alexios was the character. Yeah, makes total sense. Uh, yeah, other stuff in Far Cry that was cool. Uh, you made note of the weapon mods, gear, and equipment, which is pretty cool. The grappling looks pretty awesome. Yeah, they all look awesome. really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that. They, um, The jetpack type thing. Yeah. Where you can just like have a ring of fire around you. Um, yeah. Almost like, like an ultimate. They Almost like ultimate moves that they have. Yeah. Which, which is like. kind of cool. I know a lot of people are unhappy with the enemy health bars. That's been a major complaint since the gameplay uh, trailer came out. Uh, but you can remove them in the settings. And at least for me, it doesn't really bother me as long as they're not bullet sponges. I, I, I know in New Dawn, they were more bullet spongy than they ever have been in any Far Cry game before. So hopefully they're yeah. going away from that a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm, it doesn't really bother me. Especially if you can remove it. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, makes total sense. Uh, yeah, looks looks cool to me. Uh, I'm pretty psyched. I hope I'm not setting myself up for disappointment, but the story looks so in, enthralling to me. I really, really, really want to play just for that. Um, even though I know it'll be a little bit hokey, probably, even with Giancarlo, I think it'll probably be, you know, a, a video gamey action movie story with like a, you know, get the cure for cancer thing and, and everything else. But uh, it still looks like a lot of fun. I think the acting heavyweights are going to be key. And uh, I actually, this this might get me to play Far Cry. And then if it's good, I might go back. I might play other ones. I, I actually really wanted to play five. Now that it's on so many sales, maybe I'll finally get back and play that too. You just have to go into it understanding that there's always sort of like a mixing of tones in Far Cry where there's a bunch yeah. of silly stuff. And then the main like story is kind of like dark and serious. But then mm-hmm. there's a bunch of silly stuff with like animals and explosions and all that going on as well totally i think that's the issue that i had with playing far i really wanted to play far cry 3 when or i think it was 3 or 4 might have been 4 um when that came the same game uh when that came out (laughs) and i uh i really wanted to play that and i just found like there was way too much the entire i felt like the entire beginning of the game was just like killing animals like half the shit i had to do was just kill random wildlife that i was seeing while i was out I just didn't love that. Like, no shade, that's fine. Just wasn't, like, really... I just, like, all the crying animals kind of bummed me out. Yeah, I mean, that, um, that's a huge part of Far Cry is your, your I know. upgrades. So, like, I don't know. It depends on the depends on what it is. It seems like it might be a little more, like, human killing, even though you're still on the island. We'll have to see. Anyway, looks fun. Uh, moving right along, HBO, uh, our favorite uh, home box office over here. The Last of Us pilot has wrapped filming. Now, just the pilot. Um, according to director Kantemir Balagov on Instagram. Matt, I think um, as, a num- as a very excited Last of Us fan, um, what are your feelings on this one? Yeah, I don't really know what this means. Like, I don't yeah. know what this means, when we're going to see it, how fast it's going to move. Specifically, like how much post-production will they need to do in The Last of Us? Like, how much really, how many effects are they really going to need to put in? I don't know. Right, and I just don't under, I don't, like, I don't know what it means as far as, like, the pilot has, is finished filming. Like, well, are they are they not filming the whole thing at the same time? I guess they're just doing the yeah. pilot and hoping that it gets the green light. I don't know because I know with Game like, of did Thrones, they not get, did they not get a full series green light? That's kind of strange to me. I thought they would have. I I thought they did, but yeah, it's it's weird to me that they would just film the pilot if that's the case. 
mm-hmm. with Game of Thrones, they they reshot the pilot. Some characters re- were recast. I know that they yep. changed some uh, stuff with the set. So like, yep. there's differences. So does this mean that eventually the Last of Us pilot's gonna have to be reshot, or they're gonna have to do some some pickups for it? Or I don't know. Maybe, like, yeah. is are they going forward like next month and doing the rest of the? season one it's weird to mention the pilot unless that we were doing a pilot like or maybe like this is gonna be like game of thrones where they're like hey we filmed the pilot no one's gonna see it but like internally we're filmed we finished filming the pilot that's gonna we'll go through we're gonna go through some more things we're gonna do reshoots and then we're gonna do a full season it's like do we need to know all this information like unless you're gonna show it to us hopefully this means we're gonna see a pilot um at least before we before they like decide to move on and then make a series, I guess, because it'd be cool to just see a pilot. I don't know, see something. That would be uh, really interesting, Paul, if they just like yeah. released a pilot episode and then they were like, this is cool. what's coming next year. You know, the rest yeah. of it's coming next year. That would be I think that's really, really cool. I like when shows do that. I noticed that I, um, I, I don't follow all the Rick and Morty stuff, I'll say. My IQ just isn't nearly high enough, but they're, <laughs> uh, I remember with season three, I believe, they, they like, shadow dropped uh episode one and they do this i think on later seasons now too but they they shadow dropped episode one on um april fool's day and then they were like oh the rest of the season's coming like in the fall or something oh wow! and i thought that was so cool um just because at the time you know we weren't expecting to see any more for a long time and they just dropped an episode and i just you know it got me to rewatch that episode like so many times i watched that rewatch that episode like three or four times because i was just like oh i'm so excited and this was such a good episode i can't wait to see more of this season and it was kind of fun to get a, just like a little teaser of what the, of what's coming up um and it was kind of story focused so anyway I, I think that'd be cool to see with something like this it might be kind of fun if they know they're going to go ahead but they filmed one episode why not just like drop that episode give us a feel of what this show is going to be and then and maybe make it kind of standalone not leave us with like you know it's like not just make it like one that only works and like with watching the next one like next week right um and and kind of just like give that to us as like a little mini movie to get us excited for the rest of the show i feel like with the last of us you could also like you could really do that just show like one episode of outbreak day and then almost almost like a standalone thing and then just jumps into season one That'd be kind of cool. I would be very cool to do a prequel thing like that almost as like a pilot would be really interesting to barely even drop like Joel and Ellie or something would be really interesting. Yeah. It's kind of like the original Walking Dead thing too, right? With like with like Rick waking up and then he's just like zombies everywhere. It was kind of crazy. Or um, yeah, it'd be, it would it have been like in The Walking Dead, that Fear the Walking Dead show, which is like set during like Outbreak Day basically. Uh, it would be interesting if like, the yeah, the show like piloted just by having an outbreak and it's like, never mind, these characters don't matter. Here's the real show. <laughs> it, I don't know. That'd be kind of fun. It reminds me, this is the last thing I'll, I'll compare it to, but they, that was an initial thing with Lost is in the original thing they wanted to have Michael, I think Michael Douglas, oh, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton be like the main guy in Lost and they were going to hype it up over Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, and then they were going to kill him off in the pilot. Jesus. And just to show off, like, hey, look, this show's like, like we're not pulling punches. People are gonna die. We've built this whole show around Michael Keaton, and he's dead. But then they thought, like, the the, the studio was, or not the studio, but like the network was like, yeah, this is like you're gonna get a lot of bad blood from people being like you tricked us. But I love that. I, I think it'd be fine. I think it's great whenever they do stuff like uh, hype up a show or something, and then like kill stuff off and be like, this is the real show. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Game of Thrones was kind of the first television show to really kill off main characters willy-nilly i don't know i don't know i i I go back to my boy lost a lot of did they did they continue to do that throughout the show oh yeah 
I mean, to be fair, it all kind of comes back around because of the mystery spoilers for Lost, the stupidest ending ever. But they all kind of come back and, you know, everything else. But but ultimately, people die, like, all the time in Lost, yeah. Okay. Um, but they do make it a little bit more of a fanfare about it, though. I will say that Game of Thrones did a great job of just killing people. I mean, in the early seasons, of just killing people off, like, quick, like how people really die. It's just right. you're dead and that's it. There's not, like, a big magic thing around it, um, which was kind of cool. All right, moving on. Final thing of the day. Gosh, we have so much to talk about. But here is the last thing here. Windows 11 will begin rolling out on October 5th. And you asked me. Yeah. What does this mean for PC gaming? Yeah, what does it mean, um, What does it mean? Well, I can tell you just a little bit. Um, there's only three real PC gaming updates really coming in this. I mean, obviously, you know, there's there's benefits all around. But the big stuff that's really specific is we have auto HDR. Um, so we're going to be able to upscale and, and add in new HDR content. Um, for games more easily that's cool um it's really video card dependent uh but you know it's cool to see more hdr we're seeing that uh, supported in more games um we are seeing heavy integration of game pass game pass is like hard built into this thing you have xbox game pass all this stuff is like kind of in the forefront with a new uh xbox uh pro like app good because so the current xbox game pass pc yep. app is so bad it's a mess. There's there's like three different Xbox apps and you have to go to like the Microsoft store. To, it's not clear. And even the good when you finally get the right app, it's not it's it's very like wrap a wrapper around a web app. It's not good. So, yeah, this is pretty cool. And I do appreciate them doing more for Game Pass, especially when they're pushing Game Pass PC to make that a little more streamlined. This actually might um, see a lot more uptake for that, because right now it does kind of feel like a beta e product for people who you know are so used to playing their Steam libraries and stuff like that. Um, in fact, like Matt, you're one of the only people I know who really like focuses on playing Game Pass PC. I see people online talking about it, but I don't actually know anyone in person who would, would not just buy the game on Steam because it's right. on Game Pass, which I think is cool. But yeah, not without its issues. And the final thing, which we talked about before when we talked about Windows 11, um, but I will go over again really quickly, is direct storage. This is probably the biggest thing that's going to be helpful here um, because we know we have our solid state drives. They're so much faster than the traditional spinning hard drives. But you know what? Windows not doesn't necessarily take full advantage of those speeds at this point. Um, just because, you know, Windows itself sometimes does, but not the games. It's hard to translate that. So direct storage is what they have on Xbox Series uh, S and X. And it does allow... I won't get into all the nitty-gritty. I did on a previous... Um, episode of gg replay if you want to go back and look at it but um but basically um it's just going to make it so the ssds can finally uh use their full speed on games so we're going to be able to load assets a lot faster we're going to be able to access things way quicker this means even faster loading times than we already get you know like you, you see all the time people saying hey i got an ss i put this game on my ssd because it loads faster than the one i put on my hard drive um and xbox series s and x we're already seeing people say there's like load times are so fast PS5 takes uh, advantage of similar technology um, with the load times and the SSDs. So we're just going to see less load times, uh, assets, you know, popping in a lot less. It's going to allow for, you know, hopefully as developers and things take advantage of this technology, we're just going to see uh, more and more direct action, you know, coming right to your face without having to like either put a loading screen or like elevators or weird stuff to kind of trick you uh, or mist. We can just see more stuff. So it's Good. pretty exciting. Um, you know, it's just, you know, more, more, uh, you know, it's hard with software to really see big differences for gaming. Um, but there is, there are some things out there that are going to help take advantage of more hardware. Um, it is, I will say, uh, Windows 11 is beginning to roll out on October 5th, but it is a phased rollout. So some uh, customers are going to be able to get on October 5th. Um, new computers will start selling, uh, being sold with uh, Windows 11 bundled on October 5th. But 
some people will not be able to even get uh, Windows 11 until mid-2022. It really depends on, I don't know all the details on why or how the phase rollout works, but not everyone will have access on October 5th. So this is going to be a slow phase rollout over the next year or so. So it's something to keep in mind weird. and also make sure if you have a newer system, yeah, it is weird. Um, if you have a newer system, uh, you're good to go, but older systems uh, need the TPM chip in there. So, you know, you might want to check in their compatibility checkers online to make sure that you can run with Windows 11 on your PC. Definitely good to keep in mind where you're not like, where's Windows 11? Why am I just getting 10 point something? That would be why. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know, Matt. Seems pretty cool. So are you going to be upgrading as soon as you get the opportunity to Windows 11? I suppose. I mean, is there a downside? I don't know. I don't think. I mean, we have yet to know. I mean, there might be some bugs, but uh, I doubt there'll be any major downsides uh, coming up. It looks looks fine. It's interesting to see a Windows... Uh, I remember there was a uh, talk a few years ago, you know, and this was, I think, misunderstood internal like emails and things like that but there was a lot of talk about how they weren't going to do another numbered windows that you know windows 10 mm -hmm. was the last windows and we're just going to see like iteration upon iteration more like what like mac os is doing now where it's like i mean they don't call them numbered things anymore it's just like a new update every year but um you know there we're still getting we're getting windows 11 they said yeah you know that was misunderstood and it's interesting to see because you know every other windows update for the last little while has been kind of janky and weird and Windows 11 really does feel like a refinement. It feels like a refined Windows 10. So it's it's cool to see them maybe going for something a little less uh, crazy, like Vista and Windows 8 were, um, and maybe just keep working on those refinements. So excited to see. My de my computer definitely cannot uh, update to Windows 11. It is it's ancient, um, but maybe maybe the next one when I buy my new computer, I will have Windows 11 bundled, which is pretty cool. A am I correct in saying that there was no Windows 9? There was no Windows 9. It was like the iPhone 9 and the everything 9. Everyone skips 9 because 10 is so tantalizing. Everyone wants 10. Everyone loves using 10. So they're like, forget it. I can't wait. I'm jumping to 10. Very strange. Um, so yeah, it is really weird. Yeah, very strange. It's not even like an unlucky thing. Like, uh, you know, like, like a lot of like Chinese things where they try to avoid 13 or um, there's another one too. That's uh, one a number they avoid in China that I can't remember. But yeah, especially yeah. like in the world of software where like version numbers are so important. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> it's like, nah, forget it. Um, that's why I think it's much better to just I, I like what Mac OS is doing. I think just like make I mean, they still use version numbers, of course, but the version numbers are more for like developers. And I like that in general, right. you can just kind of be like, oh, yeah, I've got Mac OS. And it's like, oh, what do you what update are you on? Well, it doesn't really matter. They add little updates and you can call them whatever you have I'm on mountain lions, like <laughs> 12 years old but i forget yeah, what i think mine now. is still running snow leopard big, or something big like sir or something yeah i think i think snow leopard was the last one you could physically buy in the store actually i'm pretty <laughs> sure and uh i remember seeing people like lining up uh, i remember watching i justine uh wow. line up for it uh on youtube or something for the Amazing. midnight release of snow leopard and now it's just a free update which is pretty cool to see all right well matt that's gonna be it for the gg replay today but don't go away yet don't if you're listening right now matt you don't go away and, and nobody at home go away because i have a couple things to remind you and a little secret a little secret in here first off we have a secret and that's to tell you that we have a whole website whole ass website goodnightgroups.com there you can find our podcasts videos blog posts links to all of our socials and exclusive content on tiktok and instagram and everything else so please feel free to get there and the more people who follow us the more content there will be. Um, and also, if you're feeling really generous and you enjoy all the content we provide, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash goodnightgroups. There you can find we have a $1, $3, and $5 tier. 
The $3 tier does get you early access to our all-encompassing gaming podcast, Game Grooves, that we did mention earlier at the top of the episode. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and normally that comes out on Sunday, but if you are a Patreon, you can get you're not you're not, you're not patreon if you are a patron <laughs> you can get that if you are uh the the ceo of patreon you can get that uh on friday do you think the ceo of patreon uh gets like access to all the patreons without having to pay absolutely right you would think so right you would think right i feel like anyone who works at patreon should just get access to like every patreon pa- without having to pay like seems pretty fair a sweet benefit. um it's a good benefit, honestly. I think that's like, I don't know, like dental? Like, forget that. I want to get all the Patreons. That's a lot of content. Uh, and uh, yeah, so feel free to check that out. Uh, we really, really appreciate anyone uh, who does subscribe. Like I said, we have a dollar tier. So, you know, we're just looking. It's it's more of just like a nice little tip because you like us. It doesn't necessarily have to be a big deal right now. But we're just, you know, we're hoping that anyone who loves us can go ahead and do that. And we, the main purpose is not to make us rich. It's just so that we can produce more content for everyone out there who is subscribing and listening to us. And also, hello to all the subscribers. Just want to say at the bottom of the episode here, thank you to everyone who's subscribed to us over the last uh, few uh, last month on podcast apps. We've had a huge boon of people subscribing to us, like, what, like three or four times the amount we had in July. Yeah. So really, really awesome. Welcome to everyone. If you've made it to this far in the show where I'm shielding everything, I really, really appreciate that. And just a reminder to you guys, pull the car over to the side of the road right now because you need to give us a five star or a thumbs up on any podcast app you're listening to this on. If you are on Spotify, Apple Music, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, uh, what uh, Groovecast, I don't know, we should make our own <laughs> app, it'd be pretty cool. Uh, then please, please give us a five star review or a thumbs up. Uh, leave us a rating or a review. Like uh, you can write, I thought uh matt's hair looked really sharp in this episode you know it's oh. really growing in l- nicely and, wow. and 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 i'll respond and be like wow no comment on my hair um and, and that's that's something we could do to have fun uh so yeah we really really appreciate that and don't forget you can always email us at ggreplayshow at gmail.com if you have any other questions or just want to send us any feedback we are here not just for corrections but also just to chat with y'all and have a good time Matt, do you have anything else to add before we close out this episode of the show? No, I'm just uh, going to go take some vitamins and a Tylenol. <laughs> That's, I was waiting for like a little funny joke. <laughs> true. That's just it. <laughs> just the it, truth. It, yeah. What do you think you have if you don't have COVID? Do you think you just have like a cold maybe or something like that? I don't know. It's weird to like get a, a cold, cold or like a flu or something in the summer. It's, it's not uh, common. I used to get a lot of summer colds. Like not a lot, but every other summer or something in August, I'd get one. I feel like because we're in September though, right? Like I know a bunch of people have gotten sick this week, actually. My uh, mm. uh, Rachel's sister got sick. She got like, a, a, she thought she had COVID, but it was like a, a head cold or a sinus infection. A friend of ours did. I think what's happening is like there's more and more people hanging out like like maskless are a little bit, you know, just a little more open than they were. And well, like the vaccines are helping against COVID. I think the old stuff's just coming back now that we're not masked, right? True. So like colds yeah. and flus and all that stuff is just coming back more readily than like last year when like we were so locked down, you couldn't get any any kind of illness. Right. So anyway, I hope you feel a lot better on Friday, Matt, for our laid back day. Did you hear uh, Mike's soda fact at the end of Friday's episode? It did. He's a he's a copycat. He's a copycat. So we're going to come back with a fresh soda fact on Friday, hopefully. <laughs> if we're feeling up to it. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you again on Laid Back Friday. Good night, groups.